Okay, and we're live. Oh my God, we are. What are we doing? Like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe I'm doing this. Like, I, Zach, I don't know. We talked about this. We've got the equipment and we're actually doing this. Why did we decide to do this? I think we think that we are interesting or we've been told we're interesting. The conversations that we have are interesting. I don't feel so entitled to think, and I don't think you do either, to think that uh, what's going to set us aside from podcasting from anyone else other than to say that maybe some of the conversations that we have and we've had in the past, people have, you know, had wind of it, heard, you know, with an earshot and been like, hey, that's interesting. You know, and also we've, I think we've uh, distilled down topics before and really gotten to the core of, of uh, what's there, you know? Well, we're both overthinkers too. We are. And that's the, probably the biggest problem is trying to turn off some of the neuroticism that's just naturally there because... Hey, 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 you're saying I'm neurotic? Wait, no, wait, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm neurotic and I don't know where I got it from, but uh, there there's, might be someone that might know a little bit about that in this room. But anyways, beside the point... Are you saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree or what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. All I'm just <laughs> trying to say is, as we discussed, you know, it would be helpful if our if we had a, you know, reduction in our inhibitions um, with doing this. I know a lot of people like to drink or something for this, but, uh, you know... We are both sober as can be. Yes. And I'm kind of proud of that, actually, because I am kind of out there and I will say I'm different. And I think that's in a good way. I'm not a conceited asshole, but I'm honest and I'm transparent. And I say what I want to say because I, be I can believe in something very strongly. I'm a person that is very strong in principles. I'm a person that believes in fairness and justice. And that's just a part of me. But I, as I'm saying is that, no, as Zach just said, we are not doing this for our egos. This is not any ego builder. There's just, uh, just to start out with, to just say there's a lot of things that have occurred in our lives without going into detail. This is our first broadcast. We probably will touch upon this gradually as you get to know us, but right now we don't know you very well. And so as we get to know you and you become more interested in us and our, and our own lives and um, why maybe we're so deep as we are is I think it's because life has taken us down paths that have deepened us in a way that we've had many conversations about. And I also feel like when we were, t we're talking about overthinking is that we're both very detailed people and we can take something, a subject, and we can tear it apart till there's nothing left. And so I'd also like to think we're broad thinkers where we like to hear other people's perspective. We just love, we thrive on that because... We both love to hear other people's opinions. I don't know. As, am I saying that well enough? I mean, maybe you want to add something, Zach. I mean, I think you're you're on the right track with it. Um, I would say that uh, this is kind of a work in progress. Um, we've both been exposed to talk radio. Well, for me, from a young age, I don't know how long it's been for you, but growing up, I know that it um, was a part of my life uh, in the sense that uh, I drew inspiration from it. And it's something that I, I was playing around with, the, you know, pretending like I had my own broadcast before I had my own broadcast. So it's really kind of an out-of-body experience to think that, uh, you know, we're actually doing this finally after years of talking about it. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you and I have been talking about podcasting, what, for at least about three years, three or four years? Probably, probably before the pen, probably pandemic. about three or four years and distracted by many things, but for sure it was an idea we had and 
It was something because um, there's something about uh, the two of us that we think a lot alike from the standpoint that we can, we take a subject matter and we both are really able to put into that subject matter our own thoughts and really connect in a variety of different ways, which I think it makes it really interesting. And that's why I think that doing this together and then also eventually hoping to become live where we can actually talk to people live, that's what I'm really excited about. I think that will even enhance this program even greater is to get people out there that really want to communicate with us and give us their two cents worth because we both have our ears wide open for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think to start, it's, you know, kind of just going to be um, experimental situation. You can see I'm clipping a little bit. I'm just trying to um, make up for the fact you've become a lot louder since we were practicing. Um, You're much louder now. Because I get so freaking enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. Like when I am really passionate about something, I, I guess my voice, my voice gets probably much louder. I know my mannerisms with my facial expressions and I use my hands a lot. Um, it's just part of who I am. I really think I'm pretty animated. And so when we're practicing to try to get these settings, right, probably just sitting here is not the way to do it. It's really probably as we're actively working, because that is really the way probably it's going to be. It's hard to do that when you're, you're just sitting there trying to say, okay, it's like warming up her voice to do a song. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not singing yet. So you don't put much into it. You just go, okay, got to go through this effort to do this to, in order to get to this. So you know, I really think probably this may be a an easier way eventually for us to get the sound down. We're hoping this is sounding pretty good for our first one because, you know, we don't want it to to be something that people want to block their ears out from hearing because it sounds so bad. <laughs> well, and, and I don't mean this critical, but if you can try to quiet it down a little bit because there's only so much I can oh do with that sound gate. Seriously? Um, you mean now <laughs> your little machine there can't handle me? Well, it's because our microphones are so close to one another. The the I'm gonna have to oh. hit the sweet spot between it not clipping off my voice um with this with the noise gate versus um making sure that we're blocking out the higher okay. tones of your voice. I will try to calm it I know down. It's, I know it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but uh, so again, I don't want you to change, but this is a situation where you're asking, can we sit on the same side? This is a case where we might even have to be further away in order to do this just because the the limitations of it. Um, let's see. So you're at negative, I'm at negative 32, you're at negative 37. So I don't think it's cutting off, cutting off my, um, so sorry, I don't have to do a sound test here. We might have to cut this out, but um, so well, they may just be also lucky to hear how we're doing this. And they may be so lucky to hear <laughs> you and I saying we need to be further apart. Yeah. So, so watch, if I turn this down a lot, you're going to see that it's starting to clip me in and out. Do you hear that? That's clipping me in and out like that. That's way means that the noise gate is way too active. So I need to make sure that I'm, that's not activating, but it needs to be high enough, um, uh, quiet enough, um, on the threshold that it means that it's going to be more sensitive to blocking out the background. So I think you're negative 32. Why don't we just shoot for 30 and see if that sounds good. If you notice that I'm clipping out though, I'm going to have to turn this back up, I guess is what the setting would be. So just let me know if you hear it. I don't hear it too much right now. I'm so glad you understand all this because I'm just looking at it and kind of intimidated by all the different things that are on this, but it's kind of a cool piece of equipment actually. Yep. Okay. 
So, and then we'll just check. I mean, I think <laughs> originally I had you start off at lower, lower um, on your sound level. And now it's, I'm just kind of turning it up. I don't know if it'd be helpful. Something that makes me not want to talk so loud is when I have my volume turned up, it makes me sound louder to myself. So I, I realize I don't have to talk as loud. I don't know if that's helpful for you. So let me know if there's anything I can mess around with that. I don't think that's going to be helpful for me because it's really turning down the enthusiasm that I okay. have. Well, I don't want you to turn it down too much. We might have to mess around with the mics at some point to get the right. Okay. So let me, I'm going to stop messing around with this and just occasionally look at it now. Okay. But... We're checking back in with you now. We just had a little time out. Yep. All right. So <clears throat> anyways, you were asking, you know, motivators. Uh, I mean, motivator number one, I like to think uh, that uh, we've been through enough stuff in our lives uh, without going into too much detail, but going through enough stuff in our lives that, um, you know, we, 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 I think we tend to value the things that are valuable. It doesn't mean that we don't get down into um, more petty, you know, uh, you know, um, arguments about things, but it's just kind of like, there's been so much stuff that's happened that um, unfortunately we've been forced to have to experience a lot of things that a lot of people, um, you know, maybe eventually might experience in their life, but, but usually it's over the course of a lifetime. So in that sense, I feel like we've lived more than one life here. Um, but I was just going to say, I think the the primary motivation for the podcast is um, I was listening to podcasts during the pandemic a lot. I don't know if you'd listened to some, I think I encouraged you to listen to some, I don't know if you did, but for me, it was like, um, I just found it was interesting to hear people talk. I don't know if it's my age coming into view, you know, like I just uh, more than like, uh, you know, playing video games or watching people play video games or things like that. I mean, I actually got entertainment at work, um, even beyond just listening to music, listening to people talk on podcasts. And I thought, you know what, <laughs> the, cop, the the conversations that people are having, I, I, I'd like to think, and I'm not so entitled to say this, but I'd like to think that, uh, you know, you and I can hold our own conversation wise and in, in interesting ways. Oh, totally. And I'm with you on that, Zach, because, you know, when I used to have my business in the home here, I used to have my own sewing business so that when my kids were two boys, when they were growing up, I could be with them and experience watching them grow and be here when they got home from school and everything that wonderful that goes with that. But I was going to say that, honestly, you know, sometimes I turn on TV to listen to that, but really um, radio talk show was really big to me. I felt as though there were a lot of really interesting and controversial topics that came up. Um, I also think that um, one one thing that I really realized back then that really kind of brought me into wanting to do this as well is I love to connect with people. And uh, connecting with other people is what I think is missing in this world in many ways and um, that true deep connection and um, this is another reason why I think this is going to be awesome, because I think that we are going to be able to reach out and really be able to talk to a lot of people and maybe connect with a lot of people, even though maybe we won't agree on everything that everyone agrees on. It's not about agreeing with people. It's, it's just learning that we're all human and that honestly, in this world, we need one another. And that's, that's a fact. We need one another. We need to have connection with people. That's part of our survival. Yeah. You know, connection, um, feeling connected with people, uh, to me, um, I, I don't, I don't like live by this in a way that I consciously think about it, but if I'm honest with myself, I think, um, being in connection, having conversation with people, um, has to be probably one of my favorite activities in life. And I know that sounds funny to say, but maybe it isn't funny to say, but, um, 
to converse with people and have intelligent conversation or emotional conversation or something that's just mentally stimulating. To me, um, I don't think there's anything better. I don't think movies are better. I don't think books are better. Um, and it depends on what you're talking about with that person. I mean, obviously, if you're talking about something that's depressing or something that doesn't fit um, for a person's emotional state, maybe that's not the best thing. You know, you kind of have to meet each other at the emotional and energetic level. And similarly, you know, for people that would be listening to our podcast, you know, they're, it's going to depend on their emotional state about whether or not it really speaks to them in a way that's like, hey, I've, I'm in the mood to listen to these guys or... God, you know, uh, I'm not really into it, you know, and, and, and it's, it's very individualized. I think what's really nice about our podcast and, and where we're seeing things go with it, if you want to say, uh, we see it going any one particular direction. Um, it sounds kind of aimless to say, but, you know, it's going to be an eclectic podcast. It's not going to be about one specific thing. So I don't think we're going to um, be um, forced into a situation where we're going to fall into the dangers of, you know, uh, going down one road with one topic you know, I, um, alienating, you know, uh, subpopulations of our audience, because, um, I don't think that there are going to be a ton of options that are off the table that are, that are off of the, um, uh, that are, that are not options to talk oh, about. No, I really, I, I think that's a good point because honestly, there's not much that you, I can't even think off the top of my head. I don't think of anything at all that you and I think is that we can't talk about. What I mean is any subject matter at all, I've never found a time where we've not been able to sit and talk because I think we've got a really great relationship and we communicate really well with each other. We're also very philosophical uh, to the point some people go, my God, you are so philosophical. But I think that is what also opens the doors to being open to hearing other people. Because if you have that ability to be able to really listen and you have that ability to be able to maybe grasp where other people are going with things versus just being one-sided and thinking it's something your way. Not to say that I don't have things I feel very strongly about, but I also understand we're all individuals and our, maybe our own experiences in life make us think of things different. Or maybe it's just, you know, some of the more controversial issues we're just going to feel different about. But that doesn't mean that it has to cause a division with people because we all have a right to the way we feel and, and what we have to express. But that's the other thing that I think is really wonderful is that there's no one that's not going to be allowed to be able to express what they feel because um, I can speak for myself not only for myself, but for Zach as well, is that we're very open-minded to at least hearing what people have to say, even if, you know, we'll say, I don't know if I really agree with that. And we may not even say that, but just knowing from the very get-go of us starting this broadcast that we both being very open and really not judgmental. I'm not saying I've never judged in my life. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not a perfect person. But when I say judgmental, I don't like labels. I don't like the generalizations that society puts out there about certain things in our world. And I'm very aware of uh, the judgments that people say and do. It's very offensive to me to put people in certain labels. So I think that's another part of our podcast that I really want to express that is, I feel very strongly about is I just think that um, I want to hear everyone's opinion. I don't want to say that, you know, this person, because they're different. I, I think we're all connected. We're, we're connected. We're human beings. And uh, that's why each and every one of us have a right to express what we feel and whether we agree or not is right. not what's what's important because honestly, Zach, 
we've disagreed before, even though we're, we're very like thinkers, we will say to each other sometimes, okay, we'll agree to disagree. Not true? Yeah, I was just going to say that um, it comes down to, um, and, and this is not speaking in absolutes about this, but what I kind of like about our conversations is um, you bring a lot, and, and this is not a dig to you at all, but you bring a lot of heart to everything that you do. Um, and I, I think I tend to bring more, more logic, maybe a little more pragmatic approach, whereas you bring the soul to it. Ooh, you know? I you know why? And that's called wise mind. That's that's DBT's rational and emotional thinking, which you find. Yeah, you find. Yes, yeah, just like they're all supposed to overlap in the middle. So hey, there you go. That's another another good thing. But absolutely, I think you are more logical. I'm more idealistic probably than you are. Mm-hmm. Where you bring me back down to logic of things, which I really appreciate. But um, you know, thanks for that compliment about the heart. You also are very sensitive, kind. Wonderful individual. Of course, you're my son. So, you know, maybe people, people would say, well, of course he is. He's your son. But no, overall, like, uh, I'm sure there's examples that are going to come up in the future of things that just, um, I'm just super proud of this guy, like things he's done in his life and how he tries to make the world better and how he takes a look at all the people around him. It's not just certain people. And uh, you have the ability to really bring a lot of good perspective to things, even with people that are going through some really hard times and your positivity seems to stand out and your positivity. And we've had a lot of conversations about this. You're logical, but you're still a very positive person, meaning that even with your logic, you don't go down the dark hole with looking at something and and seeing a way out. You, you still try to see good in things. And uh, even with the many things you've experienced in your own life, I mean, you're still very young and you've gone through a lot. And to be able to witness that about you, that you always try to remain, uh, trying to think of it. determination's first thing that comes to mind, but even more so, you just your attitude about life in general, that you're not going to let things get you down, that you've just got this drive about you that is pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, but I was going to say, um, going back to what I was saying, the pragmatic versus, um, you know, the, the emotional soul thing. I think those two, um, aspects, um, can be complementary for a podcast with kind of a, a more complete perspective on things. Um, I'm trying to remember what else, since it was a few minutes ago, what else we were talking about, um, that I wanted to add. Um, we were talking about, um, well, we talked about how this has been ongoing for three years. I don't when, when know when our episode is going to be starting up here. I basically wanted to say that, um, you know, the intention is for it to be eclectic. Um, starting out, we just wanted to apologize in advance for any, um, you know, audio files out there or people that um, noticed that there might be issues with our recordings. We're still just very much in the early stages of just getting all of this hammered down. Um, so, you know, this is uh, going to be an experience for all of us. So just realize that, you know, as time goes on, the recordings probably will increase in quality. Um, we did invest up front, you know, quite considerably um, monetary wise to put as much, you know, production quality as we can in the front end of this podcast, because we sense that's really important. You know, if it really comes down to our message, I think our message will definitely be, uh, shine through and be there. But if it's not, doesn't sound good to listen to, then who's going to want to listen to it? 
Um, but the other part too, as I was just going to say, um, you know, we're still in the concept phase. We're not sure, but maybe it might be the polychromatic podcast. We don't know um, the final name for the show yet. Uh, it's still very early on. So, um, you know, I will see what we're going to be publishing it as. But, um, you know, we will, uh, I think as time goes on, offer more opportunity to get to know us as hosts, um, co-hosts of the show. But um, I think we should uh, maybe start a topic for today. Sounds wonderful. Um, just one quick thing, because we're still trying to narrow this thing down. I actually do hear me taking breaths and you taking breaths. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, just wanted to give you a heads up for that. Well, just it could because... be just um, needing to be further away from the mic then. I can hear you too. So maybe, but there's nothing that you think in the tuning with the... Um... Um, you know, I don't really think, I mean, it might be in the DSer. Um, I, I mean, at the end of the day, the problem is the less sensitive you make the mic... So like if I'm really far around here, you see how it's picking at me in and out. So you don't want to be too far away. Um, it could come down to just us having to develop better etiquette with the way that we take our breaths, you know, and the way that we breathe. Maybe it's about saying less per sentence and, you know, not that I appreciate you bringing it up. I don't know um, uh, how to fix <laughs> the breath noises. Well, the bottom line, folks, this is the way it's just going to be because um, you're seeing the way that we just do things. We just say it for what it is. But I mean... Yeah, I just I just wanted to mention that kind yeah. of early on, so that then I you didn't say, hey, you should have maybe said something early on. So anyway, yeah, I'll just something to uh, work on. You know, as you were saying, we've um, tried to do our best for the sound and everything, and eventually we'll get this all ironed out. You've done a great job of setting up to begin with, I think. So, topic for today, I don't know. Most of the time. You and I just are talking, and it goes to all these places. We're going like, we went from here to there. Yeah, well, I already had one in mind. I thought we had already talked about, but maybe you didn't remember. Oh, I know what it is. What is it? Cherry pie. Oh, I don't think we're going to do a whole... Oh, it could be a side topic for today, but um, I don't think we have well, enough Well, what the hell? Material. I was thinking. I was thinking. Maybe he's going to give you a recipe for cherry pie and how you put... Oh, by the way, Zach, can I what? tell you something? Yeah, tell me. Oh, my God. I do need to talk about this. What's that? You know, when I think of cherries, I did make a cherry pie when I was 18. Yeah? And how'd that go? Well, the pie turned out great, but I wanted to do a little experiment, like scientific. I mean, you're the scientist here, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, at 18, I got married really young. God, 18. I can't believe it. Okay, so I got married at 18 the first time. I hope I didn't get married at 16 or something. It would be my second time. But my first time I got married was 18. And um, I decided I was going to make a homemade cherry pie, all right? Mm -hmm. So we had this really cool little duplex here in Boulder. And uh, basically, um, I wanted to do this little experiment. Yeah, what, how'd that go? Um, not well. I decided that I would take the cherry pits and see how many I could put down the disposal before the disposal wouldn't work anymore. Oh, because you thought it sharpened them? No, now that's I, what that's what I heard when you told me. Now the story. wait a second. Okay, all right. That's called D U M B, which I'm not. Okay. What what what's what's D O M B? D U M B, dumb. Insinuation. Oh, is, that a, is that a type of seed? Oh no, I'm trying to tell you something. Okay, here. all right. Okay, so stupid could be another word for it, but no, I'm not dumb or stupid. It was just like I was going, hey, I wonder, like this. The landlord said this was a really good disposal. Let's test it out and see how good it is. Okay? Did it make you feel better to test it out since it wasn't your own disposal? Of course. 
Of course. Of All course. Right. All, right. Although I will say I do take better care in general of other people, better care of other people's things than my own. Okay. So I want to be known for that. I don't use people and all that stuff. I don't want to go into that subject matter. But I wanted, it was just kind of like a curiosity. I'm a very curious person. I always have been. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to see like if I could actually just grind them along the way and see if the disposal would hold up till the end. Yeah. Well, it didn't. Well, how, how, how many, how many seeds, how many cherries are we talking about? Are you not even keep count? I didn't keep count. It's enough for a pie, but I'll tell you, I almost made it through most of them and then it started clogging up and then I started really thinking like, well, maybe if I just let it grind for a bit, maybe it'd grind away. I think that it was really trash because the water started coming up and there's nothing more I could do. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that little experiment that I wanted to try, you know, we talk about consequences in life. Yeah. Okay. That's the consequence. So what ended up happening is I had to tell my landlord that the disposal was broken. And of course, you know, I don't like to lie. It bothers me. I'm not a good liar. Right, but you don't want to be embarrassed either. No. But there's a question, do you want to be embarrassed or tell a lie? And I'm thinking, well, both of them are going to have to, not both of them are going to have to happen, but embarrassment's going to have to happen because if he goes down in that disposal and sees there's cherry pits, he's going to know exactly what I did. So I just said... I was baking a cherry pie, and I didn't realize the disposal was not strong enough to handle that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, my consequence for that was $5 a month rate increase for our rental for our duplex. So he could get new ones put in every six months? No, no, no. So he could could pay back for that disposal. I learned something very valuable. So let's see. $5 a month times 12 months makes $60 a year. I raised our rent. Okay. So that was kind of stupid. But, okay, I said I'm not dumb or stupid, but mm-hmm. that was a stupid thing to do, okay? Okay. But um, anyway, when we talk about cherries, I can't help it. And I used to have a um, cherry pie bedroom because I made, had this really beautiful uh, pattern of a comforter that was a really beautiful emerald green, and it had cherries. I can't even tell you. I still have it somewhere. Really a beautiful pattern, mm-hmm. and uh, I made a bedroom out of, and I called it my cherry pie bedroom. So anyway, we don't, won't be talking about cherry pie, but I thought, well, while we touched upon the subject, I'd give you a little bit of background. Okay. Well, I'll say one thing about the cherry pies, and then I, I think we have a topic for today, and if you're okay with it. Um, <clears throat> what I was going to say is, um, yeah, we actually went to uh, a local restaurant, um, and mm. they have... Um, well, so we live in Colorado, so it's uh, the the company that furnishes the uh, pies for this place is uh, I think it's Colorado Cherry Pie Company, I think, or Cherry Company, or something like that by the name. Anyways, their pies, uh, I don't even know how to describe into words how good the pie was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it like sixteen dollars or something? Yeah, but you know, I can tell you to describe for a slice it. of pie. We were talking during our conversation at restaurant. Yeah, and when we started eating the cherry pie, there was dead silence between us. Yeah, there was. You know how you go off to far off places, like we leave your body. It was like a, a, a an outside of my body perspective. I, I, anyways, it was it was delicious. So highly recommend that. So having said that, they do ship all over the United States too. So later on, maybe we can get a a, a um, thing going with them. I'd love know? to get some. I mean, I have never had a cherry Official pie. Official sponsor. 
<laughs> my cherry pie was nothing comparable to this, but I will tell you, and it was all homemade. Mm -hmm. This was absolutely fabulous. And we didn't feel ripped off at $16 for a slice that we shared with, and it was Alamo. Do you have to have the Alamo? Mm -hmm. And, uh, on that topic, not sure if we're starting a, uh, a, uh, I don't know. A, what, what, do you, what do you want to call a promotional... it? Promotional. Well, not promotional. I'm, I'm saying a, uh, out of trend, uh, a legacy. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, starting a yearly thing out of it. But we decided to eat pie, uh, some cherry pie before the podcast. Well, that's why I thought we were going to talk tradition, about it. Tradition. Yeah, tradition. That's what I meant. So our tradition is once a year to celebrate our first podcast, we're going to have some cherry pie and is going to be the cherry pie from the Colorado Cherry Pie Company. Hopefully next year we can upgrade because we didn't do that this time. We just no, got some from Sprouts. but We did, but you know what? From here on out, it's got to be from there. Yep. All right. So ready for the topic? I'm ready. <clears throat> the topic for today is going to hit at the hearts of people. It's going to be a controversial subject. Okay. I know. I know. So I, I do want to throw that out there for people that are listening to this. Um, if and when we publish it, which is probably going to be published. Um, but uh, what we want to discuss today is um, tipping. Tipping. Yeah. Oh, God. What's happened with tipping since the pandemic um, as a result of technology, you know, um, history of tipping, um, and by the way, I've not done that much research in the history of tipping. I know just the general, you know, wives tales of where tipping came from and whatnot, but my general practices when it comes to tipping, what I've been seeing tipping with the pandemic, um, how on some ways I do agree that people should be tipped more. And, and during the pandemic, I was even more generous with tipping, but how I've born out of this with software and technology, how, um, people are often being guilted into tipping way beyond where they should be tipping for things that previously they wouldn't tip for. Well, historically, when I was 15 years old, and I think that's probably pretty realistic to the timing of when tipping was just tipping. So basically, back then, it was like when you got a tip, it meant that people thought you gave them good service. Okay, Like above and beyond, right? Not just like yeah. they did their job, but they, like, they did something special. I mean, it's like... It was it was based upon really I think the interaction you had with people like you know how you how you when I say interaction you had with people it would it would be like you know instead of being an old grump and going to the table if you'd have a nice smile on your face and so you're you, like sell, the person's selling themselves yeah you're kind of selling yourself and you're like and you and you let people know that you really enjoy what you're doing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, making good eye contact with people. So you made them feel like you were happy they were there. And um, also getting the food out as promptly as possible, filling up their drinks, keeping those filled up, you know, because you, it did take some effort. It's not like you just, you know, gave them a drink of, um, you know, coffee or tea or whatever, or, or you know, I'm not thinking so much about alcoholic drinks because I worked in sort of a breakfast place, but just keeping their drinks filled and making sure their food was out, their food was nice and hot when they received it. Mm -hmm. Being there to ask them how it was soon after they received it, that type of thing. So you're just checking in on like you when you go there, the way that I used to think about it when I was a waitress is I used to think that these people have come to this restaurant and, you know, they're not eating at home. So let's make this extra special. Making it extra special is relax enjoy, have some nice conversation. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the food. I hope the food is wonderful for you. 
I'm here to serve you and to just give you some time out. We'll do the dishes. We'll, you will give you everything that you need while you're here. Okay. So if you did a good job and you followed through with some of the basics I'm talking about, usually got a tip. Okay. And then if you went above and beyond what someone thought would be sort of just like, you know, a pretty good, pretty good job you'd even get a bigger tip. So, you know, I, from way back then, appreciated tipping. So I don't want anyone to think that I don't understand the point of tipping because back then, and this is going to date me, but I think I was making like um, 50, oh no, maybe it was two bucks an hour or something. And then the rest of it was tips, which was Mm -hmm. not a lot of money. So, um, but that, and then we also had to give some of our tips to the dishwasher and the people who cleared the tables. Okay. Because, you know, we're all working together like a team, but beyond that, that was it. So how does that compare to today? Let's think about that for a minute, because I know one thing for sure that I'm off the top of my head, Zach, since you brought up the subject, I'm thinking about not only are you generally required, no matter what the service is like and, um, or what kind of restaurant it is. I mean, you know, you even go to Starbucks or some of the coffee places and you really leave a tip there too. It's just kind of expected. I think the difference is, is expected instead of earned. That's the difference. But in addition to that, because of the whole COVID thing and what it has done to the industry of restaurants and how, a lot of people lost like some of the, since we're speaking pretty much about restaurants or other places you tip, I guess, you know, we tip other places too, like when we get our hair done and things like that. But in general, I think mostly about, uh, you know, food service. So, you know, I've noticed that some places we go, they tack on like a 4% or something. And then when they bring you, now they, a lot of places bring you the checkout on one of their um, it's like an iPad. I don't know what it's really called, but anyway, it's already punched into 20%. So like you feel like even if the service has been really crappy, like, whoa, I have to leave a 20% tip. Now I'm not, again, I'm not against tips, but if I go out to eat, I really want that service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean the 20%, okay, I guess that's not so much my gripe, Unless the service is poor. I don't have a problem leaving 20% if the service is good. If the service isn't good, that kind of rubs me wrong. But then you've got another fee on top of that. Plus, may I say one more thing? Because you're the one who brought it up. Not only that, but so have the prices of the food increased. And I'm not talking about increasing just a little bit. Mm -hmm. The prices have gone way up. So we've even talked between us like, man, you know, for us to go out to just like a restaurant, like a regular restaurant, it's pretty pricey these days. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll give you my take since you need to give your take. Um, I would say, uh, first off, um, growing up as a kid, um, I was raised from the point of view that you don't ever really not leave a tip unless you're really trying to make a point, right? Like, like that's the worst thing you can do, I think. And, you know, I've got stories, I'll share one of them. But um, when I was living um, out in Westminster, this was a long time back, probably like a decade ago, um, I ordered a pizza one time and um, there was a promotion where 
if you guessed the who was going to make it to the Super Bowl or something, there was a pizza company that was said you could get your pizza for free. I can't remember if the Broncos won, you got a pizza for free, whatever the case was. Well, the guy came to the door, he delivered the pizza. I didn't even think for a moment since I was getting the pizza for free that I needed to leave a tip. How boneheaded of me, okay? I was so upset by the whole situation that the next day I went to the guy's work and I said, I don't know the guy's name, but I said, here's like, I think it was 10 or 15 bucks. I said, I am so sorry. I meant to tip because he, I, he looked expectantly and then I closed the door right on his face and I felt awful about it. <laughs> uh, it was completely unintentional. But anyways, um, and of course I had some bad experiences. Um, one, one of the most abysmal experiences was when I was with my girlfriend at the time um, going to Outback Steakhouse and it was towards the end of the night and we asked for the check for over the period of three hours. I should you not, I'm not exaggerating at all with the time frame of this. Over the course of three hours, we were asking over and over and over for a bill and they were not coming with it. So finally, once we did get our bill, I didn't make a point to not leave a tip because that's like, I want to make sure that they understood I left a tip so I didn't forget the tip. They're just going to get a shitty tip. So I think I left them 50 cents, you know, on something that was probably supposed to be like, you know, six, $8 tip. So hopefully they got the point. Um, but generally speaking, I, if they do the bare minimum and I don't agree with this, but my, my opinion is tipping was supposed to be there to not as an expected, but as I'm talking about historically, not in my lifetime, but historically is when a person went above and beyond at their job, they got a tip. And nowadays, tipping is just built right into even the wages of these people. So, you know, that are working it. And it sounds like as far back as when you, you worked in food, it was that way too, you know, where it's like, okay, well, employers are expecting that their wait staff um, are going to be paid, supplemented off the tips. So that's less money that they're going to be paying out. So, you know, I, I respect the 15% thing. What my biggest problem is, is I'm seeing that, um, well, first off, food prices are going up. So what's happening to tipping? Tipping's going up because food prices are going up too, right? They, they go hand in hand. But now on top of that, most places are expecting a minimum of 20, 25%. Sometimes there's not even a way to tip less than 20%. And um, I, my biggest problem with that is not so much the sit down places because you got to understand if you're making an honest to God decision to go out and eat with people you're also committing to the tipping, whether you like it or not. And I'm not saying you should be forced to tip, but I'm just saying you, yeah, to understand that. But in addition, like you're saying, they're also adding these additional, you know, um, living wage, food to home. I don't know what they have all these different names for these, you know, surcharges on top of what an extra 5%, you know, four to 5%, 8% on your bill to help pay the staff that's already should be paid. Um, so other ways of, it, of artificially inflating the amount that you pay without it, looking like it's all under the same bill, um, which, you know, it's kind of hard to agree with. So the last bit I was just going to say with all this is then finally, you've got places that previously did not ask for uh, tips at all that are asking for tips. So this is where technology comes into the picture. Okay. So the pandemic and the landscape of the pandemic obviously have changed things, you know, <laughs> irreversibly. I mean, just imagine just how now you can go to your doctor's office or do a telehealth visit and they can e-prescribe you a prescription. That's not something that really happened before the pandemic. Similarly here, we have a situation where so many people are using now popular point of sales like Square Up, Square, uh, I think it's Squarespace, I don't know, the Square Readers, 
Um, they're using a Toast, Tab. They're using those different types of software, point of sale uh, software solutions. And what are they doing? They're setting the default to be 20, 25%. And so the problem is here you've got a situation where they're guilting their customers into paying that amount because what happens is you go to pay the bill, your waiter, wait staff, waiter, waitress comes to your table, takes your card right in front of you, puts your card in, hands it back to you. You hand it back to them. They see exactly how much you tipped. They can take the card out. It's not discreet at all. Don't tell me that's not about guilt. And then the second thing is you've got places that previously did not tip or they had a side tip jar that, again, my favorite is, for instance, out here in Colorado, there's a place called Moe's Bagel. And Moe's Bagel is a place where you go wait in line. You don't sit down. It's not a sit-down joint. You go stand in line. You tell them what you want and you check out. They've always had a tip jar. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But anytime you use a card, every time, regardless, that screen will come up, it'll default to 25%. And this is not even a sit-down place. And I've also heard in other industries that are not even considered service industries, uh, they're asking for tips. The final bit I just wanted to say to add, and then I'm done talking, we can talk back and forth about it. The final bit is I don't even have confidence that those tips and they're electronically being added are even going to the employees. Hmm. Because it's not physical, do you know what I mean? It's not like the tip jar is something's physically split. It's probably up to the the honesty of the employer about whether or not that money doesn't just go to help supplement their wages. But aren't they going to have track at the end of the day to see the sales for what? They would, but I'm just saying it comes down to the honesty of the employer to do that. It's not like the money that's in the tip jar. If the tip jar is empty or been picked over, that's something that the employees can actively see. It's a tangible thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But if it's just a number of computer... I don't even trust that that money is actually going to the employees and the places that say that they st actively stand behind that hundred percent of their tips go to the employees. I have no problems tipping with those places, but other places I'm a little questionable about those practices. Well, it's really interesting when you're talking, I was just thinking about this because normally just what you're talking about, like when you were talking about walking in a line and going up and ordering something mm -hmm. and then just standing there and waiting for them to call your name yeah. or your number or whatever, you never tipped there. Like that was no. never even, there wasn't even wasn't a required. Tip, no, there wasn't even a tip mm -mm. jar out. You know, um, that'd be like tipping at McDonald's. Okay. That's yeah. a good example. Like, you know, going to McDonald's, standing in line and them having it. Does McDonald's have a tip jar? You know what I've heard most recently, and I don't know if this is made up or not. I've heard that places like McDonald's and drive-thrus are now asking for tips. Yes. So crazy. I don't know if it's in all cities or if it's just certain cities. I don't want to change the subject, but I just want to say, um, before I forget, make sure to remind me before we're done with this podcast to talk about pre-tipping and massages and that kind of stuff. Oh, with the pandemic. yeah. Because don't even get me started with that. If you want to start talking about that, we can. But but that's something I definitely don't want to forget to make mention no, of. No, no, that's a That's a good thing to touch upon as well, because, you know, those services like outside the food service, but mm -hmm. just a little bit more with the food service industry thing is what you're talking about is really true. Like um, I'm picking on Starbucks. It's just that they're the major coffee place that's been around forever. And, you know, you go and you spend like, oh, what, six, $7 if you get a latte from them. Mm -hmm. And then if you go there like every day, cause some people go to Starbucks every single day and then it's almost like you're expected to leave 15% of that. Right. 
Then you've got like um, some coffee or a latte that's costing you 10 bucks a day. Yes. Okay. So like that's Especially the other if you thing. tip every single time. Yeah. If you tip every single time. And um, just back just to something you said to touch upon. When you're saying how, you know, they take your card at the table when you're in a restaurant mm -hmm. and then they hand you the screen to to sign and yeah. it's already got the 20% yep. on there. Not only is that guilt, but it's just the other word I thought of is, is so awkward. It it's is awkward. just so awkward because I, I've thought when I have not gotten very good service, mm -hmm. I've almost pushed the 15 and I'm like going, am I going to get electrocuted or something? Yeah. yeah. Or are you going to get, get some food poison or yeah. something? Is something going to happen bad to me? Because it's almost like, whoop, this is what we expect. Yep. So, I mean. And then what about your peers? If you are going through line and you, here's my question. If the person in front of you tips 20% when you go to a place like Moe's Bagel and you actively see just by because you're looking or you just happen to see 20%, what's the likelihood you're going to tip 20%? It's going to be higher because it's peer pressure. Mm -hmm. And the same thing's true if you tip higher, the person behind you sees that you tip higher. So by the fact that it defaults to 20%, all around means they're going to end up, I don't remember the statistics, but I, I read an article on this. You would not believe how much tips have been up since the pandemic. And by the way, I just want to add to the side to anyone working in the service industry, I'm not saying you guys are not deserving of it. As a matter of fact, oh during, man, you guys work your buns off. I mean, this is—I yeah. respect you so much for what you do. And so, don't, don't—I don't want to be misread here. I tipped usually on my own, you know, usually over twenty percent, sometimes even as high as twenty, thirty percent. Especially like if I ordered a pizza and it's snowing out, most of the time I tip closer to thirty percent, thirty-five percent, some cases. So I'm not saying you guys are not deserving of it. And if anything, you guys are underpaid. My biggest issue is when a company, a business, decides to make it the standard to do those things, not because people out of their heart want to do it, but because they've been guilted into doing it. Well, to have something expected of you mm -hmm. doesn't feel very good in comparison to you making the decision because, yes. you know, when you make a decision to do it, it's like that you, it's from the heart and you really want to instead mm -hmm. of expectations. I think expectations, there's a lot of uncomfortability that comes with that and awkwardness and like you're saying guilt stuff and i <laughs> i i i don't i don't like that it's it, yeah. it, it doesn't really, feel good it doesn't feel good it doesn't make me feel like i want to go back to that mm -hmm. place again because i feel like okay say for instance i punched the 15 percent yeah button because my really the service was really bad my food was cold mm -hmm. i didn't get a refill on my drink and in my gut, I'm like, oh, man, you know, it's not genuine to give this person 20%. And 15% doesn't even make me feel great. But I know that's not a 20% per tip that I should be leaving this person. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, I feel like I'm going to be remembered because maybe I didn't leave the 20%. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was going to say, you know what? Here's the thing I think. For people that are regulars. Should they be expected to tip every single time they're there? I don't think they should. Okay. And, and maybe I'm wrong for thinking this. I'm, you know, the, the regulars are the bread and butter for some of the business, but the way I look at it is when you're a regular, you are a regular, you are helping already ensure that they have jobs there because you're a regular, you offer them possibly as much as daily, if not more than multiple times a day, your business in some instances. So I just want to say, first off, I don't think, uh, if you're a regular, 
you should be expected to tip every single time. That being said, if you can afford it, I think it's good to support the people, especially if you, but, but it can get very expensive, like you're saying. And I'm saying I myself, I don't think to do it all the time. Back when I used to, you know, eat regularly at ABOs when I was working my tech job, I can tell you, um, I didn't tip every time, but I, I would I try to tip, you know, every other time. And it depends like with a sit down place, it wasn't a sit down place, but just a, a take and, you know, pick it up um, from the front uh, kind of thing. You know, I give them a dollar on $10. So, you know, it's eating on the cheap. But um, what I was wanting to say real quick, though, um, before I forget, and hopefully I didn't forget it here. Oh, I know what I was going to say is, is the whole pre-tipping thing. So let me go back to the most bagel example here for a second. So with Moe's Bagel, I was a regular there all the time, okay? And during the pandemic, even when it defaulted to the 25% or whatnot, sometimes I'd do it. You know how many times I got the wrong order? They put cream cheese instead of butter or just something wasn't right. And I would get in my car expecting for it to be right, only to come back. And here I'd already pre-tipped them, okay? It's the same thing anywhere. The problem with pre-tipping is it's non-performant based, and it's the same thing true if you got a massage. You know, when they said during the pandemic and I went to Elements Massage, by the way, I don't recommend them very much anymore. Um, but when I went to Elements Massage, they um, said, you know, uh, not would you like to pre-tip? Oh, well, we have it set up this way, you know, because of keeping um, our distance from people, you know, uh, we're asking for you to pre-tip. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pre-tip. It doesn't mean that I'm going to screw out the employee or screw you guys out of a tip. But I'm not going to be tipping ahead of time. You know how upsetting that is to me when I tip something and I'm not happy with the outcome? That makes me even more angry, especially if I leave a really good tip. So I think they have things asked backwards, pardon my French, um, with the way that they handle things with that. And that's another thing that I have a problem with these systems is oftentimes during the pandemic, they've even said, we want you to pre-tip. No. I know that happened to me when I was living in California and I'd go for a massage and, you know, um, yeah, how much are you going to tip? And I would say, I would like to give that to the person mm -hmm. who gives me the massage. Yeah. And they say, would say something like, we prefer you to pre-tip. And yep. so really what you're saying, Zach, is that no matter what their performance is with their service, yep. that they already know they're getting what's expected. So does that kind of take away from the them trying to do a good job? I do they so. kind of just do a mediocre job? I mean, probably everyone's different. We're all yeah. different, right? Yeah. So some people may just go like, oh, you know, I'll just do just do what I have to do. And I think that goes along also with how much you like your job, because if you really like your job and your passion, you're probably going to do a really good job anyway. Yeah. But if it's you're just you're just working there temporarily to get something else, you're probably not caring so much. Then you get that pre-tip ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Then you it's can expected. just, it's expected. And you can just kind of do a mediocre job and get by with it. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually had, the first time I went there, maybe, I don't know if it was the first time, but a couple of times after I went to this massage place I went to, I didn't. And I, I left, it was really weird because I left like a $10 tip and they followed me to the door. What? Like they were harassing you practically? They followed me to the door and told me that the general tip should be $30. <laughs> no shit. Wow. So were, they not were they not allowing you to leave? Almost. Two wow. of them followed me and said, That's um, weird. No, really, uh, the tip is generally 30 
which made me feel like a cheap ass. Yeah. It may embarrassing, uncomfortable. Not like that, but you didn't know if they're going to do something to you. No, it's really, it was, it was so, it was so bizarre because they made me feel like I had committed like a a terrible crime or that I was cheapskate. When in fact, I thought a $10 tip was pretty good for massage. And because massages aren't really cheap, this place was pretty reasonable, but it was like, so, and I didn't have any extra cash. And yeah, I could have gone back up to the front and said, yeah, will you put another $20 on this? And I just thought, I was so irritated by that because I just thought you're expecting and the massage was okay, but it wasn't like I came out of there going, whoa, they're so good here. I'm going to tell my friends about this place. Well, the problem with setting an expectation like that is that's very disingenuous on their part because if their expectation is every massage gets 30 bucks, then why don't you add it to the final bill? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then it turns out to be, I think they were charging <laughs> 60 bucks an hour. And so that would have meant- Wow. A, so that means they want a 50% tip. They want they wanted a $30 tip, which meant that they were making about a hundred bucks an hour. Wow. And so how you said 60. So but my point is you're paying 150% of the massage price because you're paying another 30 bucks. So it was 60 bucks, right? An hour. Yeah. So what I'm just trying to say though, is what they're saying though, essentially is that instead of it being 90 bucks an hour, they're wanting 60 and then they expect you to pay double what, or sorry, half of what the original price was for the massage and tip. Well, what it did, what it ended up doing is I never went back. Yeah. That's simple because you know what? It can be very off-putting. It was because first off, my massage wasn't that great. It wasn't like I was going, oh God, even though that happened, the massage was such, that masseur was so great that I'm going to go back. I'm going to ask for that person. I'm definitely coming back here. I walked out of there and I went, wow, I'm not coming back here. So they lost my business when it, you know, I can see where like maybe they might've, might've come up to me if I didn't tip and said something similar to, um, could you please let us know, is there a way that we can improve our service? Is there something that you didn't like? How can we, how can we make your next time better? Right? No, it was, it was just like, uh, normally it was just the way they said it too. Normally people leave $30 and I go, what? And they said, yeah, people normally leave us $30 tip. And I said, I have never tipped $30 for massage anywhere. Was and it? I said, and I said, I don't know why you expect that. It's not like you're charging me $15 for this massage or something. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, it's a real, real inexpensive to begin with. I mean, it's kind of a going rate. And so, yeah, it's, it, it really sucked. I, I just... I, it really made me angry because, you know, you go there and you want to come out with really positive feelings and you want to feel really good. And I I walked away from there feeling as though I had not only been ripped off, I, I didn't leave more money, but ripped off by the massage not being that good, but as a person felt ripped off as to my dignity and to it was like I felt it was a personal attack on me as a person. Like, you know, I wasn't uh, very caring or very genuine or very appreciative. And um, so, yeah, I could see where maybe if I hadn't tipped something, they might they might want to know, is there a way we can improve the service, right? Yeah. Because that makes sense. Well, just to, to have the feedback, but the fact that the expectation was already tied in with it, it's what they were trying to do is they're trying to correct the behavior head on in a way that... Um, I don't mean this mean, but it's almost kind of pathetic. Like, I don't 
think it's wrong if they were just letting you know just so you knew, but to let you know and then say you got to do it is kind of a kind of a a wrong way of going about it and that's a good way to lose customers in my own opinion because what you're basically doing here's the thing is no one likes to be called out whether their shit really needs to be called out because they are wrong or because they're not wrong because it's not their shit it's your shit and you know i think that that's like the 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 biggest problem to me with the the whole pandemic and everything is just how much um was placed on the consumer, you know, all of these stresses of everything. And then to add to it, did my heart go out to people that were working in food service and stuff? Hell yeah. I made sure to tip well, but when they said you have to, or they set the subtext to be that you have to, that bothers me. Um, I also think that we don't already treat people that are in those jobs as people anyways. If you want my honest opinion, but I don't think we do. You know, after the pandemic happened, we're like, oh, you know, the government's like, oh, these people are indispensable. You know, these people are not being paid enough. Okay, well, I do see minimum wage going up here a little bit. I don't see it like anything insane. I think the the best I've seen, and it's to some degree actually helps some, but, you know, $15, $16 an hour new minimum wage out here. For me, I know I need to be, my next job, whatever it might be, needs to be earning a lot, lot more because, you know, I'm only earning like $5 more than a minimum wage right now, you know, from my other job. I mean... That doesn't seem right to me, you know, five, six, seven bucks more. I mean, um, but that being said, I mean, you know, here's the thing is the standard of living has not, um, what I'm trying to say is the cost of living and the way that wages, um, they have not kept up with each other. I mean, didn't used to be where the minimum, we have to do a whole nother episode on this, on the economy in general, because it's just too much to get into, but Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there a time where, you know, your wage for the entire month for one person was enough to pay rent? And now you're looking at closer to 75% of everyone's income, everyone in the home's income goes towards rent or goes towards a mortgage. That's insane. I mean, how are we even doing it? What's funny is the American dream is over. (laughs) The American dream is not... um, something that's attainable anymore. I don't feel like, you know, it's like, wait, we're all struggling and I'm tired of, I mean, like I said, this needs to be its own, its own uh, podcast, but I'm tired of seeing people struggle. And, and when I think of struggling, I think of people that work in these jobs, you know, my heart does go out to them. I'd, I don't want viewers to think that we're saying these people, not these people, we're all the same people, but People that work in food service or people that work in the service industry are not deserving of a tip. They are. I agree that they're deserving probably of that 25%, but it also largely depends about whether or not the people are built off of passion or not and whether or not they're actually passionate about their job or if this is just a job for them and they don't give a crap about their job because all they want to do is smoke weed or something. You know, I, and, and I'm, you might say, well, that's very judgmental because people that smoke weed are not all lazy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is a general stereotype of, of a person that doesn't care about their job, that just wants to zone out and is not engaged at all with their, with their job. I mean, should they be allowed to their tip or should they be more motivated? You know, but then again, that ties back. Should they be motivated enough to actually earn a standard, a, a, a living wage? No, I think everyone deserves a living wage, but, um, do you see how complicated it gets since we well, start gets, talking those terms? No, it really gets complicated. And I can honestly say a number of times, a handful of times, we don't need out very much anymore since mm-hmm. the pandemic, but a number of times that we have gone out, 
The wait person has not been very nice. They've been short and not even a smile on their face and just like, yep. yeah, you know, and if you, you flag them down, like if you ask them for they something. They irritated sometimes. Yeah. Straight they, up irritated. That's what it is. They and you only ask like one for one thing. It's not like you've asked them for a ton of things no. either. And then like you say, ask for something and then you're waiting, like maybe, you know, you want some jam for your toast because you'd like to have the jam on your toast and you wait 10 minutes after your food's delivered and they haven't brought it. And then you're just kindly raising your hand, say, excuse me, please. Um, could, and they, they, they won't, sometimes they won't even say anything, just walk away. And it just, it's, it, that makes going out and eating more of a hassle than, than pleasurable in my opinion. I agree. And so anyways, I mean, I feel like we could talk more and more about this. Um, cause like, it's really easy to, you know, spill over into other topics like the economy and standard of living. And, uh, you know, there's so many injustices and I, I think both you and I, even though, you know, you are to come, uh, apply more of your ideology to the world. I think I still do too. I mean, and that's since we're, we're a lot the same person, you know? Um, but I was just going to say that, it's uh during the pandemic i didn't have a problem with tipping more since i was in a position to be able to i was one of the lucky ones having worked in research you know where my job was protected mm -hmm. unfortunately when we ran out of grant dollars though my job is not protected working in academic research so it doesn't have the job security of other jobs so it was nice that since it is off working off of academic rats um aside from you know occasionally when congress gets busy and gets caught up with uh you know, uh, their omnibus bills and stuff. Sometimes it can tie up funds to, you know, for future grants, but otherwise I was, I was set. So it was, it was my pleasure to be able to, um, um, it's my pleasure to be able to, you know, take some money that I had, some security that I had and to share that, especially if they were able to help me, you know, eat that night and whatnot. And back before you moved back you know, after being away for, you know, a decade or so in California, um, I actually ate out a lot. I just found out for one person, it was a lot cheaper. Nowadays, I don't think that's true. I think it's gotten to be so expensive that, you know, I mean, what do you think the new minimum is? I think the new minimum is 15, 15, 16 bucks to eat out. Oh, easily. And then the other thing that we went through, just to, to recall, we remember when everything was closed up for a very long time. And that's when a lot of the smaller restaurants went out of business, which was really sad. A lot of small businesses in general, which was a very sad thing to see because some of these people had worked their whole lives, you know, to establish their own business. But I also recall that they had a really hard time getting help because they were, a lot of people were getting unemployment. So they were able to earn more on unemployment than going back and working. So as I recall, like a lot of restaurants might have had two or three wait people in there mm -hmm. to service um, a lot of people, which... It's overwhelmed. I'll tell you what, it is so unfair for that wait person, and I felt so badly for them. But on the other hand, that affects the consumer as well, because you're going out and sometimes you're waiting, which obviously it's not the wait person's problem but you're waiting a long time to even get someone to come over and take your order. Yeah. And then if that's happening out with the white person, you got to know that back in the kitchen, they're short on cooks because the place is totally short. So I think it affected everyone in a very big way because my point being mm -hmm. is that the consumer was affected because going out and eating changed totally. Yeah. Wait people, 
were frustrated because they were working so hard for their money because they and had, they had to s- risk their lives. Yeah, to earn it. Well, initially yeah. before there was an uh, um, uh, absolutely because and vaccine. Yeah, before the vaccine and um, even more so, I think grocery stores because they were always we had to have grocery stores open. But, you know, like even in the food industry, like, you know, we had closures at times and things like that. And those people are subjected much more because you've you've got all kinds of people coming in, you know. Mm -hmm. But I just was going to bring that part up because um, it was just something I was thinking about. Like, it's getting better, I think. But for a period of time, well, I remember they'd only seat a restaurant so many tables or they would have a lot of tables, but only a few wait people and so, um, again, making it perfectly clear that I was once the waitress being and done something. I think you are familiar. You've at least experienced it and know how important it feels to get tips. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say this isn't, this is more just about changes in life and right. how the pandemic changed. It's not directed at wait people in restaurants. It's just, that's the first place we really taught, thought, or I even go to, like with tipping, is because that's just generally the first, the one thing we think about in when we go out and eat is that there's mm-hmm. tipping, but it is not a direct indicator to anyone out there who's who's a white person because I do genuinely really appreciate how hard you work, especially through the pandemic. I mean, mm-hmm. some of you must have just been exhausted, and probably what you earned for that was ridiculous for what you deserved. Right. And a lot of people could have gone on the government assistance and made more not working. Well, that's all, that's what a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. And that's why that happened is because people were earning more with unemployment. And they're going, hey, I'm, you know, which, hey, mm-hmm. I get that too. But just how that affected the, the food industry. And then if we go a little beyond um, the food industry, of course, there's, you know, like things like going to get your hair done, mm-hmm. tattoo artists, mm-hmm. um, things that where you go for some type of service mm-hmm. and, you know, getting my nails done, um, any kind of like um, service oriented uh, place you would go. There always has been the, the, the tip. But I will say I've never gone when I've gotten my hair done. Of course, a lot of times they just do this on their phone. But I've never seen someone punch the 20% for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, I, I I think that's the part that is the bothersome part that we're p- trying to point out is that you probably would end up with that much if you were doing a good job anyway. Exactly. That it's just, there's an uncomfortability to it. They're setting a standard and they shouldn't be setting a standard, I don't think. you know what, as human beings, and maybe I shouldn't say generalize in this way, but I think as humans, we're going to do things willingly from our heart Mm -hmm. better than if we're told what we have to do. Exactly. I love what you said there. And I think that really hits the core of the issue. I mean, for myself... I mean, I worked in food service for five and a half years, almost six years mm-hmm. between all my food service jobs. And, you know, at one point, you know, my part of what I made did come from tips, you know, and, you know, it, it, for me, and this is probably to give you an idea, just to say that five and a half, six years in food service is not long enough to really appreciate the full gravity of a person that's worked in food service for a decade or several decades. For me, I just realized, and since it was a younger job for me, not really you know, in a position where I'm having to pay the bills and stuff, 
I never relied on tips. I never could say, oh, I'm expecting I'm going to be getting $3 or $5 or $10 or $30 tonight. It was never like that. It's just to me, it was like, okay, I get my base salary. And then generally speaking, I can maybe expect an extra dollar an hour with tips. But I, beyond that, I would never try to project out saying, oh, I, you know, to get down to the fine details. But I understand for a lot of people, they do have to, you know, and that does determine where they work and, you know, the kind of uh, dining establishment they work at. And, and like, like you said, it's not a judgment call at all for those people saying that they're um, out of place at all to be asking for higher tips. But I think it does come down to how you ask it. If you're asking people straight up to give the better tips, that's probably the wrong way to go about it. The better way is to show people that you're worth it. Um, as far as how to translate people that are not aware that's what you're asking implicitly, I don't know what to tell you. You know, um, I think in the right context with the right kind of regulars, you could mention. Maybe some people would say it's unprofessional, but with the right audience, I think you could say, you know, um, if it's done in a tactful way, in a way that's not asking or demanding, but just saying, yeah, man, it's been hard with the pandemic. If they're the, especially if a customer is the one to bring up, how has it been with you during the pandemic? To be honest with them, I think it's perfectly fine. Oh, totally. The other thing is, do you remember when people went to college, got a four-year degree, mm -hmm. they ended up tipping or they ended up working at these nice yeah. restaurants because they made more money mm -hmm serving food mm -hmm. than they could in whatever they went to school for. So food mm -hmm. service overall has changed dramatically because it has. I mean, honestly, you go to these nicer restaurants and some of those people can bring in three, $400 a day. Yeah. Really good money. And, um, you know, being a bartender, I mean, Oh, absolutely. At the right place. You can make bank. It, it, it's a hard job. It can't, especially if it's a good popular bar, it's going to be a hard job. But um, if you do good work and if you're a good bartender, you can, you can make bank. You absolutely can. So it's interesting how that's kind of changed mm -hmm. because, you know, um, it used to be like, whoa, if you can get into the food industry at a really yeah. nice posh restaurant, yeah. you've got it made. And so now it's interesting how COVID kind of flip-flopped that. Yeah, and also um, we're seeing how the cross-section demographic-wise of jobs in general have changed. You know how many jobs have become virtual jobs? Oh, so true. Out of the pandemic? Mm -hmm. I mean, you wouldn't think half the industries that they represent have jobs where people can work remotely. I thought that used to be something that's purely delegated to writers, content creators, um, people that work in uh, computer troubleshooting, uh, computer infrastructure, that sort of thing. Um, working remotely, but you're seeing all different cross sections of all different types of disciplines and industries using, um, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, uh, these platforms to do their conferencing, um, using Slack, using, uh, you know, these, um, uh, you know, chat programs to conduct their business and having people even work out of their homes, which again, that's re removing overhead. You know, this could be its own episode potentially for us to talk about is um, in addition, not to, that all of ours are going to be talking about the pandemic, but it is something that's in recent mind. I know for me and for you, we both talk about it. Where have the last three years gone? Where's time gone? It's, it's, it's so true. And when you, when you bring that up and it's true, I mean, we probably won't talk about the pandemic very much, but yeah. it's just that. It just kind of comes up and with the topics yeah. we're talking and sometime, about sometimes, right sometimes, sometimes that's going to be really true. But I think something that really would be a wonderful topic is to talk about 
how times have changed socially mm-hmm. for people. And it just reminded me of that even more when you talked about people working remotely. Yeah. People lose connection with others yeah. because... During the pandemic, just talk about how much... My God, you know what? I remember when... Because I'm this person that I like to show affection. That doesn't mean I go up and hug everybody I see. But I tend to be a person that when I see a friend, will go up and give my friend a hug. Mm-hmm. And I'm not distant with people. Like when I'm talking to people, I'm, you know, generally within a reasonable amount of distance to talk to them. But I mean, I had to focus on, it was the weirdest thing when they said six feet. And I, and I had to keep stopping myself and going, oh, wait, I can't go six. I can't go any closer to this person. That whole thing was really difficult from the standpoint mm-hmm. that I think it went against so all your instincts. My instincts as as a human being, my instincts of wanting to connect with people, I felt so disconnected, even with the distance <laughs> I, that was between me and that other person. I just thought. This is the weirdest thing because they're telling oh. us we can't connect. Yeah. So we're seeing that, which which that could actually go into another broadcast, like we're saying. But nonetheless, the social aspects of this, because if you're working at a place, man, I love talking to my coworkers. Oh yeah. Being at home Comer- by camaraderie. Yeah. Being at home, where do you get that the the that morale and that like camaraderie if you're not working at a place? It seems to me working at home. You gotta learn. You gotta learn to structure yourself too. Some people have a hard time with that mm-hmm. because you know, gosh, it's it's easier in a way to if you're used to this for years, getting up in the morning, going to work. Mm-hmm. You have to be there a certain time. You get off a certain time, so you're there doing it. You're not thinking about the day. But if you're at home, it'd be so easy to go. Oh, I planned on starting work at six o'clock. Oh heck, I'll sleep until seven. Yeah. So you know. Um, there's there's a lot around that that is totally another topic, but yeah, I I totally agree that uh, life has changed, and I think that's another reason that uh, when we were talking earlier on in this broadcast um, about connection with others, we have to be even more mindful now to have ways to connect with other people because. Mm-hmm. You know what, guys? We are we are becoming so distant from each other, and it starts feeling like nobody cares about anyone, and not not in total. Like I said, I don't like labels for things, and I don't like to look at things being one certain way. But I really do miss the way life used to be when I was a kid growing up, and I'd yeah. see my mom talking to the neighbors and. And uh, spend, you know, just like taking cookies over to a new neighbor and welcoming them to the neighborhood and, you know, not feeling like um, you go out and you, it was just, you'd look over and you see your neighbor and say, hey, how you doing today? Um, sadly, Zach, a lot of people don't even know the name of their next door neighbor. They don't even say hello to them. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I just, and that's been in my lifetime. And it's scary to me because I just feel like with COVID and the disconnect, that even really accelerated things even more, what that's going to mean in the future. But anyway, that's another one. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, 
that what we started with for the tipping was, you know, a pretty good break in for a, a podcast. I mean, I know that there's going to be a lot of variety for us. There's going to be some of our podcasts that are probably going to be kind of emotional. Some that are probably going to be like opinionated, um, where we want to hear your opinions as well. Or when I say opinionated, I don't know if we're, what, I don't know if we're going to politics. I don't know. That can be kind of tough one, but you know, people's strong feelings. There can be some things, and even tipping, there could be strong with strong feelings about that. I mean, mm -hmm. this anything we talk about could be. But we want this to be wholehearted. We want this to be, this podcast to really speak to you and really stir things inside of you. So at times, they may be very emotional because we're not really afraid to talk about anything. We've been through a lot. And, you know, sometimes when we talk about things, it may seem sad. Um but that's life, right? Right there. I think that uh, what I just mentioned about connecting with others, sometimes we fail to want to talk about things that might be hard to talk about. And we're hoping that with this podcast, we can all get better about that, of being there to talk about things that are hard to talk about. So we can be supportive to one another and, and mm -hmm. learn to connect with other people more, you know? And connection... Sometimes, you know, it doesn't even mean money. Money's the furthest thing from it. Sometimes it's just a, hey, how are you doing, man? I've been thinking about you. Or, hey, you know, how's life been? You know, I heard that you got laid off your job. You know, man, is there anything I can do to help you out? You know, um, just being more humane. Yeah, with one another and ourselves and um, showing grace towards ourselves, too. I was going to say to wrap up, um, <clears throat> I think that really what we're wanting to come across the most genuine way possible with all this is that uh, to a degree, what we're going to be talking about are the kinds of things that come up in our own lives. And, uh, you know, I think naturally that is going to be authentic and genuine and real just because um, the, the way in which we, this all comes into focus is going to be um, like I said, authentic and real. And in, in a lot of ways, I think as humans, we, we share more in common than we even understand. So the voices in our heads about certain things, I'm sure are going to resonate with a large, um, you know, cross-section of our audience, um, but may not resonate on every note. But since our podcast is also eclectic, I think there's going to be a lot for everyone there. And I think for people that are... Um, that enjoy and, and I'm not saying that I'm a genius or you're a genius, but I do think that we like to talk uh, more uh, cognizantly and more um, intelligibly about things. Uh, and some instances we might not even know what we're talking about, but that's the great part is I think we're going to be having an open conversation here and we're going to be inviting open conversation. So, you know, while we will be putting out these podcasts regularly, uh, we're not beyond feedback. We're not beyond um, uh, community engagement. And that's, I think, what we're actually hoping to kind of um, start with here. You know, while we have not decided fully on the name, but right now we're going to call it, we're going to call it the PCP, the uh, Polychromatic <laughs> Podcast. Um, you know, uh, there are some other ideas that were spitballing. One was uh, to throw out there was um, possibly the Locution Podcast. There was, uh, you said, uh, the, the multi, um, a focal multi- multi-hued podcast. I don't know. There, there are lots of different ideas. You know, I, I thought maybe the unnamed podcast, but unfortunately, as we're living in today's world, we're finding 
so much of these ideas um, are have been squatted on, and it, we're we're living in an, in an idea saturation era, where because the internet and because search engines, all it takes is one person posting something to one website. It doesn't even have to be a website that they put together. Or they don't even have to register dom- domain name. They can claim it as their own because they posted once about it. And uh, quite honest, some of these I don't even think are actually been, um, you know. Um, squatted on by people. I think that there are programs people write and they just mix words together and then they publish them on the web because some of these you can see are just complete junk websites. So, um, and the final thing I just want to say real quick here is um, as far as creative pursuits in the past, you know, I'd say five years for me, I, I have been limited and I shouldn't feel limited, but I have been limited in creative pursuits because we are in this, you know, idea uh, squatting saturated mode that we're in right now where um, it's hard to find an original idea. The original ideas, if they come from our own head and we're not, and when I say it from our own head, disclaimer, art informs art and art inspires art. And we're all influenced by art and other people and ourselves, etc. So I'm not, when I say original, I mean something that's clearly not plagiarized, something that clearly we came to our own idea about, but then we go to Google it and we say, crap, someone's already thought of that. And currently that's where we're at with this podcast is not um, the, the topics, you know, I'm sure there are, be, there are many other podcasts out there that discuss, a, you know, a wide range of life topics like we do. In uh, that sense, maybe we're not doing something different, but we, I'm confident we can make it our own in a way that is going to be very different from anything else that's out there. And that's not to be conceded. I just know from the deepest part of my heart. Now, finding the name and the ideas that fully capture it um, to the degree and finding one that's not taken, that's going to be a bit of a challenge here. So, um, for this first download, for these first couple downloads, we apologize that we, we're in a bit of an identity crisis at the current moment, but um, with time, we are confident that we're even going to reach um, our points with that. And as far as where we go next from here, um, you know, we're doing this out of the love for it. We're not expecting uh, fame or fortune or anything out of this, but are we passionate? Yes. Um, have we, do we have a history of listening to talk radio? Yes. Do we have interesting conversations? Yes. Do we want this to be something that not only we're excited about, but you guys could be excited about? Yes. Could this eventually be something that if you guys want to support us with, uh, we'd allow you to support us with it? Absolutely. Of course. We don't expect it though. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. If you do, we've already, believe it or not, gotten a couple donations already. And we even got, haven't even got our foot on the ground because people conceptually that sort of know us and some people that don't know us uh, can't get behind it. Yeah, that's really, that, that's a lot of support. And I think it's just from our hearts of wanting things in this world to be better. And the way that Zach and I both love people in general mm-hmm. and... Most important know, thing. Most, world. Yeah, most important thing in the world. We both really feel that way. People are the most important thing. Relationships is the most important thing. But also I'm kind of looking forward to um, when we go live because mm-hmm. I think it'll be really cool if there's a topic that someone wants to talk about, how we can incorporate that in our podcast. Because, yeah. you know, there are some things that out there that even though, like Zach's saying, we think outside the box, we're eclectic. There's really nothing that, we wouldn't be willing to discuss and, um, you know, at depth and wholeheartedly. Like that's the whole thing. I think that 
That's what's going to make this really different is the hearts here, the passions here, the connections here. That's what we want. We want that with you. We want you to, to, to be a part of our lives um, in just, and a voice. We want to hear yes, your voice. A it's voice. Like, Our voice is your voice. We have a shared voice. Yeah, we have a shared voice and things. And even if we might not agree on everything, that we can connect on some level because, you know, the world is disconnected. But mm-hmm. how do we get it reconnected? Well, yes. it's not going to happen magically. It's like, what can I do or Zach do to reach out? to try to help connect people. And I think that's probably one of my biggest drives and passion for this is Mm -hmm. not only talking about interesting and exciting things, maybe some sad things, but all different kinds of things, but also connecting and meeting people. Like I love Mm -hmm. meeting people. I love hearing about people. I love to learn about their lives. I love to learn about their culture. Love love and inspire one another. Yes. And I think that's what this world needs now. Mm -hmm. And And I feel like I've been looking for a creative outlet and I feel like you've been looking for a creative expressive outlet. And I got to tell you, I was watching some Bob Ross the other night and I'm realizing we need to restart that as well. Um, you know, we did it for, what was it? I think it was in uh, Christmas of 2016. We haven't had a Christmas, by the way, in the past three years. So that's kind of where the money for this setup came into existing is my mom and I, we split the cost 50-50 and we, 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 we got the cream, uh, cream, la creme, la creme de la creme is what they say, oh. la creme in the French, they say the, 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 the best of the best. I, I think I feel very pleased and, you know, it's like, we're both transparent, but we feel like that the more that we um, do these podcasts, you'll find out more of who we are and some of the experiences we've had and learn to get to know us even deeper about our own our own events in our life and how things have influenced us. And, and really, I think after you hear some of those things, you're going to under, really understand why we want to connect with you and we want to do good things in this world because... That's just kind of what we've come to, you know, like we've had to revamp our world again um, because of some significant changes we went through, which we'll share with you at some point. And this podcast is us just trying to give more in this world and experiencing life in a fuller way because, you know, sometimes throughout life we change and changes come sometimes when we lose something that's important to us or change comes as we need to grow and uh, change is a difficult thing to go through because it takes a lot of work and sometimes it can be really hard. But when you reach it to the other side, you learn a lot about yourself. And it's taken a lot for us to get this podcast up. And um, I'm saying a year ago, we wouldn't have been able to do this for various reasons that we'll get into another time. But I'm just happy to be sitting here with Zach and, and doing this today because it's something that we both have agreed upon that can be a big part of our new lives together of um, significant events in our life. And sometimes you need to move forward to other things so that you can let some things go in the, and transform yourself into something different. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say um, back to the Bob Ross stuff. It's uh, for me, it's, um, He's, he's got some black gesso things I, I hadn't seen before, some really beautiful things. 
So, you know, it's for me, sometimes uh, seeing art or seeing other people really inspires me, mm. you know, and um, helps inform the direction. And it's going to be kind of, you know, for me, and we can discuss it. I, like I said, I, I don't want to be, uh, I want to be as authentic and real as possible with uh, how, who I am and what I present here. But I also don't know how much I want to provide explicit details about our lives, but uh, I'll leave that choice to you, what you want to share and I'll, and obviously I'll do the same, but, um, yes, we've had, we've experienced a lot of things in our lives that uh, probably are outside the norm. Um, you know, and I think maybe, maybe it's added value to really, um, picking at life to understand which parts are important, which parts are not as important. And I think that, uh, you know, for us, this was such a thought process to get to this point, you know, of, of us actually doing this. It's, it's kind of surreal that we're even doing it. Um, but I do think that, there's some value to what we can put out there and hopefully um, people will see that. Um, I'm not sure if everyone will get our podcast just because we do tend to think a little bit differently about things and, and we are weird, I think in a good way. Um, but for the right people, I, I think that's what's going to set it aside is, is there's not going to be uh, so much a filter on, on what we say. Um, but with that being said, we're also, I think I can pride myself in saying I'm not an asshole. I don't pride myself in being an asshole or, being a bad person. So, um, and I don't think you do either. So that's kind of the beauty is we can be authentic, but also, um, be cognizant of other people's feelings and, and other people's point of views. And, and I think there's a lot of opportunity here to explore those things like, and right off to start, it might be just eclectic, you know, one podcast at a time. I was even thinking with us doing tips tonight, is that the end of tipping? Are we never going to have another podcast on tipping? And I think we'll have to talk about it, but I'm thinking the answer is generally speaking. Yes. Once we've discussed a topic we won't revisit it unless we want to in which case we'll probably say the name of the podcast revisited you know um but uh that will encourage us all the more when we're focusing on one topic to realize that's it that we're done talking about it i mean it doesn't mean that we won't talk about tipping in some other form in another podcast but we're not going to spend a whole episode talking about tipping right oh there's so many things to talk about yeah. it's like endless and i'm with you all the way because um I think to be creative and to be able to um, experience different topics is going to be the biggest part of this, is being able to really even maybe sometimes learn from what other people have to say that mm -hmm. maybe know more about something than we do, which I think is really awesome because, hey, I am so open for learning. Mm -hmm. It's not like when I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing this podcast because I know everything because that's so far from... Oh, from, yeah, me either from what the way it is rather it's just like we're putting our voice out there yeah. to be a voice to show we care to be mm -hmm. to be in to give it impact yeah to give it impact but with that being said oh my god i'd love to hear like uh some some different topics that we talk about that someone may know a lot about because yeah we have us have some experts on the show yeah and that's, yeah, we're looking forward to doing that too, is maybe having some people talk about something that's really fascinating for some people and um, a great learning process because I love to learn. I love to learn. I, I It's, to mm -hmm. me, it's never ending throughout your whole life. And, and if you're open for that, and I have no problem with someone saying to me, hey, I know more about this than you do. Hey, you probably do. I mean, I'm not saying I know it all. Yeah, tell me what you know because I want to. I want to learn about it. Yeah, 
And um, so I think the format, you know, really, I think it's going to be topics that come in our, in our personal lives that'll help inform it. Um, things that we've ruminated on both individually or talked about, you know, I can see us um, down the road somewhere when we're a little more experienced, actually um, having people on our show, um, you know, where we will discuss probably at some point, um, possibly investing in a phone and having a phone number that you can call to talk to us. Um, uh, and more than important than anything, and, and we're not decided quite on this yet, where the home of our podcast will be. Um, we will probably invest in actually having our own, you know, d- uh, top level domain, you know, where you can type in our name.com or .net. Those are called top level domains for those that are not aware in the tech world. But um, investing in one of those, of course, no question. But the question is, um, is this going to become something where we can find existing software that exists, um, you know, podcasting hosts or podcasting software um, on the web that exists that that fits our needs, or is this something that I'm going to um, encourage me to uh, code another website from scratch to um, fit the needs that we need it for? But what I picture is I picture a website that would be easy to sign up for. It's you know kind of kind of shockingly easy to sign up for. Um, that would allow you to you know be, first be notified anytime there's a new podcast out um, via email. Um, you know maybe we'd put out occasional newsletter, but otherwise. It would be up to you guys each time we we drop a new podcast on the website to post your comments. And uh, we were even talking about just early stages here, conceptualizing this. Maybe from the previous episode, we might spend the early part of the episode of the new episode discussing some feedback or some things that we had Mm -hmm. found out from the last episode, et cetera. Um, I was even thinking, I'm not sure if this will be helpful, but maybe down the road when we really know what we're talking about, maybe we might do some post-production on the current episode and add some sound bites of some real hard-hitting punchline points of our podcast so you can have a preview of what we're talking about to see if it's something you're excited about or not. But more than important than anything is we're wanting to make sure we're including your voice in our podcast. And to do that, that would be kind of like your comments, kind of like a mailbag, you know, uh, uh, letters to us. Um, and we would, um, first off, welcome the feedback, but second off, that'd be a way that if you were not comfortable eventually down the line with us having a phone number, we could call. And if you don't want to call in, uh, we would still read your comments. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I, I back you all the way on that. And I think it'd be really cool if we come up with, um, since this is our first podcast, yeah. we're able to come up with like a, you know, our little song as the podcast comes on. And mm-hmm. another thing that I don't want to leave out because, you know, this being our first one and, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm speaking from my heart and all of that, but also you've got to get used to uh, Zach and my sense of humor because <laughs> sometimes we get, we, you may think it's extremely funny. You may think it's not so funny. Stupid. <laughs> Yeah, that is stupid, but we do love humor. And you mm-hmm. know what? We could learn more from having more humor too. We just... could, because you know what? Humor can help us make it through life. And that means good times, bad times, any times. Mm-hmm. And to have a sense of humor, you're going to see that on this program because... Uh, it's going to be real. It's going to be real. So yeah, wherever you see us, that's where we are today. And again, whatever comments you have we take wholehearted we want to hear we want to if you guys have any great ideas for us you know let us know we really want to make this 
something you guys really want to listen to. And we want to make you, we really want it to make something you can participate in. So mm-hmm. it's fun for you. Like we want to make this a part of your life, hopefully in a way that feels very natural mm-hmm. in a way that uh, it's just no different than brushing your teeth. Kind of, you know, like it's, it's an everyday, like that your voice can be heard. Um, it can become part of an ongoing conversation that we're having. And hopefully next time, next episode, we'll see um, as things evolve, but hopefully we will have found a, a home for us mm-hmm. for the time being, even if it's a temporary one, eventually we do build our own website. Um, or, um, you know, like I said, all of those features built out, but more than importantly, we'll at least hopefully have an email address set up so you guys can uh, send us um, your feedback and your ideas and nothing's off the table. If you're saying, hey, Zach, you know, uh, no offense, but, you know, with the sound sound design portion of this, but you were too loud or your mom was too loud or, you know, I don't like this or I don't like that. Um, ways to improve, you know, this is a learning experience for us. And we, um, <laughs> it goes against our instinct. We want to be perfect right out of the get-go, but um, we're open to that feedback. We want to be, um, you know, to sound as good and as authentic as possible. So even if you don't agree with certain topics, we're open to it. Um, we're not, it's not beyond us to, um, admit if we're wrong about something, if it's brought to our attention either. I, I think generally speaking, we're all entitled to our opinion, but it's important to state something as an opinion versus a fact, right? That's the biggest problem. I think. Just don't be world. mean to me. No, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, we're both really highly sensitive people that really take everything that you say to heart. So we can take criticism, but be gentle. Be gentle because it could break our heart for the whole week. And then we may not just be able don't to know what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> that's your girl. That's your girl voice. This is Zach Ika here. How's it going, guys? Oh, my God, Zach. Well, you know, I feel like if you've got a girl voice, I need a man's voice. Don't worry, we'll be working on that, baby. All right, sweetheart. All right, to all of you out there, hey, take care. You know, as we get to know you, we like you now, but we're going to learn to begin to connect and love you even more. And um, that's what this is about, is creating that community out there of people that really believe that they want to connect. And those are the people that probably will really appreciate this yeah and if you have ways that you want to contribute to the show we again it's not expected but if you want to contribute financially etc um please just let us know you know we'll be putting out information on that shortly we're not sure if we'll do a patreon thing or if we'll just do like um uh uh, sorry what is it a paypal or venmo or how that will work um but beyond that if you want to become more of a part of the community in the sense that um uh, say you're a musician or you do sound design um, and you want to contribute in that way, right? Like if oh we, we have got idea, I've got some ideas for intro, outro music. Um, you know, if you're, if you're gifted in that area and you want to help shape this podcast. Um, oh my God, that'd, that'd be, that'd be awesome. beautiful. And the reason why I know this is because believe it or not, um, God, how long has it been? We've got to wrap this up, but um, I think it was 20 ish years ago. Um, back in the day, I ran a, a fan site for a video game and, um, I could not believe in the time back then I was just learning how to code and stuff for the web, uh, the amount of people that came forward to help me work on the website. 
and I was able to learn things from them. And uh, it was it was a great experience. I mean, you know, we're talking about people that knew how to code, that knew how to do art, et cetera. So, you know, we're, we're even open for that. I, you know, realize that's asking a lot. It was only for people that would be really interested in that kind of stuff. But I could see easily, um, you know, either we'll eventually down the road get it commissioned if we need to, you know, uh, from someone that we know or uh, someone that we uh, seems like we'll do a good job. You know, I'm not sure if we'll do a Fiverr or something like that, but a site that we can go on to get some freelance help with it. Or if you want to contribute, like I said, it might be exactly what we're looking for. And we'd certainly appreciate it. Again, not expected, but I do picture like something like that happening because I've worked on quote unquote open source projects, <laughs> you know, projects you put out there, uh, throw out there into the ether to see what happens. And sometimes people uh, end up coming to the aid in unexpected ways. So, and you know what else I was just thinking of Zach, this just came to my head right now. We haven't even discussed this. And What's this that? is another thing that Zach and I do. We have these, these ideas and we just come out with them. Yeah. But I just think it'd even be cool if there's someone who's wanting to become a musician who would like to play a song on the radio, we yeah. really would welcome those kind of yeah. things because we love, we love all forms of arts. And if there's someone who is like working on like, Hey, our podcast, say for instance, our podcast becomes quite popular and, mm -hmm. and you're really trying to get your, your, your sound out there. Hey man, we, we'd be more than happy. We'd love to hear you. So, Hey, this is endless. This is just like the way that we do things. We kind of put things together as we think of them. And, uh, I think that just should, just from the first podcast, you'll see that we don't have anything set in stone. We talk about, we might have a topic, but we're also so open-minded about where this could possibly go. So that's just another example of just um, an, an idea, you know? Yeah. And really, I think we hit on it earlier. <clears throat> this, these, are, these do sound like lofty goals in kind of a dream sense, but really what we're trying to say is the passion's there. Mm -hmm. The passion, the heart, and the soul, what we're doing is in here. So if it does sound seem like a little dreamy and a little like out there, we apologize. We do have a vision for this. Um, it sounds so like inclusive in so many different directions. It almost seems vague at this point, and it is going to be vague. Um, it is a little bit of an experiment, but just bear with us. Um, with time, it'll become more clear. Um, and we're even open-minded to not know exactly where this is going to go, but we do have some inspiration on where this, where things are headed. So, um, I guess that's it. That's it for that's tonight. And, uh, podcast for us. Yep. What's the date today, by the way? Uh, today is the 4th. Wow. Only for another 20 minutes, the 4th of February, 2023. So this is episode one officially, I guess, <laughs> unless we go back and strike it from the record. I don't think so. I think we did a pretty good job. Um, so yeah. It'll be cool to see number one to a year later, even. Oh God. Know? And we'll have to decide how we're splitting up by season or how we're going to be doing that. I think they're all going to be numbered, you know, just uh, iterative but we'll also spread it out to seasons and stuff. I'm sure certain topics, certain uh, episode arcs, if we ever get into and that sort of thing. As far as when to expect episodes to be put out, um, currently, I don't know if this is realistic, but what we were discussing is a seven to 10 day rolling window that we'll try to put out a podcast just so we keep momentum with this. Um, ideally, we'd like to do it weekly, but if we can cheat and just do seven to 10 days, I think we can better commit to that. Um, so, and eventually we will actually commit to an actual, you know, day that we do it. And eventually, um, we might be doing it multiple times a day. It just depends, um, where this, where this ends up going. Right. I mean, well, if, yeah, if we might is... have a daily broadcast. If you guys love us enough, we might be just doing this to just talk to you all day, which yeah. would be totally awesome. If it's, so... if this becomes a love project where we can pay our bills, you know, I mean, there's the sky's the limit, <laughs> right? I mean, 
I wouldn't be against it. I don't know if I'll keep my voice. I'll probably have to work on on my voice to make sure I don't lose it. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm happy to talk all well, day. Well, you've got that girl's voice you can change too. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's certain times I just sound really sexy, you know, and this is one of those times. <laughs> we have to work on a guy voice for you. It's just, you know. We will have a lot of sound effects and make this more interesting too in time. Just give us time to get things set up. This is like... We wanted to get out there. We were excited and we just said, let's do one and let's begin. So we've begun and we're starting our journey with you. So hang on, folks. We're going to see you a lot more. In we the will soon. And again, apologize. We haven't nailed down the name. It just goes to show that we got the cart before the horse. Well, we did. But that's kind of the way that we are. Yes. Where that's what makes us different is that we just. That's are, how open we are. Yep, exactly. All right. Peace and love, guys. Until next time. Peace stay and love. safe. Stay and, safe. And uh, be well and be kind to yourself. Yes. And be kind to one another. Yes. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.